Welcome back to another episode of Creating Madness. I'm here with my boy Ethan. Ethan, what's happening? Not much. I'm chilling. How about yourself, John? I'm doing pretty good. UT games starting pretty soon. Really excited for that. Um, and we're about to get into this episode, so it's even better. Before we get into today's episode, we got a pair of dues, as usual, talk about the boys upstairs at Unwrapped Sports. Uh, they have a Patreon. Super cool, actually, and they have a lot of really cool features to Ethan, tell the fans about the one, five, and ten dollar tiers. All right, one dollar, you're just showing us you love us, whatever. You're donating, helping us out. Five dollar, you get access to discounts and a Discord, which are very, very nice. And they end up giving away gambling picks. I've heard. I'm not in it because I like to communicate just for my personals, but it's fun. Ten dollars, you get everything plus signed jersey giveaway. It's great. You get. An opportunity once a month to win a signed jersey or memorabilia. We've done Keenan Allen, David Montgomery. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend checking that out. As long as, uh, as ah, as well as the other socials in the network and the other podcasts, all the other good stuff. You know, speaking of socials, we also have some of our own. Ethan, tell us about our Twitter and Instagram. All right. Well, on our Instagram, we have underscore creating madness. We're posting anytime there's a new episode. We have a college group chat for talking about college basketball we've been getting a lot more active in it which has been a lot of fun then we have our twitter at atr madness which is a lot of fun we've been active where me and john are constantly tweeting currently we we're tweeting a lot about the big 10 and just other surprise teams in the big 10 such as nebraska who could potentially be a top four seed in the tournament but we'll wait and see and yeah all right well that's about it uh let's get started uh, first conference we'll be covering today is the Mountain West Conference. Um, and Ethan, please get us started, the Mountain West Conference. All right, well, starting off at number 11, we have San Jose State. After planning on stars Richard Washington, Ralph Ogie, Jalen DeCourt, and Seneca Knight to return and help San Jose State, Coach Tim Miles just lost every single one of those players to the transfer portal or misconduct. You lost someone who really, really was going to have a pop-off year, 17, 18, 19 points, something like that last year. And he decides, I'm going to go play pro. So San Jose State just choked it up, and they're going to be the worst team in the Mountain West. They will be lucky to be 10 or 9. Speaking of 9, John. All right. Um, At number 10, we have Air Force. Uh, AJ Walker returns, and I know we try not to have a completely biased opinion here on, C- uh, on Creating Madness. Um, just kidding, actually. We hate the transfer portal a lot. Um, transfer portal does not give us a warm feeling inside. So um, when AJ Walker doesn't, uh, when transfer, ah, when AJ Walker transfers after scoring 15 points per game to try and help out a struggling Air Force program, it really hurts when he leaves. Um, they do have a 10 board game score staying in Chris Joyce, which really helps out. Falcons also return Nick H. Jackson, a big body in the paint, um, who averaged eight points per game last year. But after losing A.J. Walker, it really doesn't help this program out. It's already struggling to get off the ground in the first place, which is why they're staying at number 10. Yeah, also, it, definitely most, su- it definitely sucks that Walker and Joyce are leaving. For sure. Um, it just really doesn't help out this program. I'll also be coming number nine. And at the ninth spot, we have the New Mexico Lobos. The Lobos returns Saquon Singleton, Vladimir, and Vladimir Manuel, who each averaged eight a night last season. Uh, They're losing Mukakak. Wow. Uh, Mulala, 
Mulak. Uh, I'm so sorry if anyone from New Mexico is listening to this and has to hear that, but um, the team's best player, um, they're losing him with whoever an efficient 16 points per game. He'll have to go pro uh, along with Rod Brown who transferred to Jacksonville. Um, that really just doesn't help out this team. That's two guys who, again, helping a struggling program who have to do the transfer portal or pro really unfortunate. They're also adding Jalen house an incoming junior from Arizona state who put it five, two and two. Uh, for the Sun Devils, along with Jamal, Jamal Mashburn Jr., son of NBA legend Jamal Mashburn and Kentucky legend, who put up 8-2-2 two, two in Minnesota last season. New Mexico's offense is virtually gone, along with them finishing bottom two in offense for the conference last season, has them at our number nine spot. We're moving on to number eight, Fresno State. They get to keep their rising star sophomore, Orlando Robinson. The seven-footer averaged 14.6 and nine on 44% shooting. And after entering the draft, Deion Stroud exited and decided to stay at Fresno State. A talented scoring guard will succeed this year after averaging 12 points a game last year as a sophomore. The former Tulsa transfer has been doing good things for them as the lead ball handler. They also keep Junior Ballard, who is a seven-point-per-game scorer, and he is a very good off-ball defender for them last year. They maintain a lot of their top talent while adding Jamal Baker, who's a six-foot-five senior guard who scored 12 points a game at Arizona last year while shooting 34% from three-point range. So they keep some players. They gain a player. That's good. They could compete, but they'll be a middle-of-the-pack team at best. All right, sounds good. Um, at number seven, we've got the Wyoming Cowboys. The Cowboys didn't get anyone outstanding in the transfer portal, but they did do a decent job relative to these other teams of retaining guys on their previous team from last year. Team leader Hunter Maldonado returns after averaging 12.5 points per game, seven boards and five assists a night. Uh, Graham Ike is also coming back after returning from injury. Um, Ike will hold down the pain for this team as he is a 6'9", 245 uh, man child, I guess. Um, as a sophomore, he put up 11-5 and five, uh, to help this team finish at a decent spot in that conference that year. Lolly Xavier Dussel is coming back, and as a freshman, he averaged nearly 10 a night. So watch out for Dussel to score a lot of points next season. As for who they lost, that was Marcus Williams, one of the nation's top transfer prospects uh, as he departed for AM, along with 10 point per game scorer, Quane Marble, leaving for Texas Tech. Um, if Dussel has a big year next year, this team could move way higher than we projected the number seven spot. This kid was a freshman averaging nearly 10 points per game, one of the best conferences in the country, and I could see this kid scoring a lot more in that next season. So. Ethan, talk about number six. All right, you got the Utah State Aggies. They're losing their boy, Nemius Queda, to the Sacramento Kings. So instead of going to transfer, he's drafted. He's undrafted. I forget which. But either way, he's getting his bag. And I'm happy that at least he's leaving to go pro and not leaving to go play for another school. So the rising junior, senior, depending on what you're going to call it with the eligibility crap that's going on, Justin Bean will have to take a tremendous leap in production. Although averaged 11.4 points and 7.7 rebounds, being a very efficient player last year, he's going to have to do more, especially because you're losing your dominant center, so you need that power forward to step up. Their lead guard, Marco Anthony, 10 points a game, transfers to in-state rival Utah. Again, F the transfer portal with all of our hearts. I hate this, NCAA, you're screwing it up, whatever. Along with stud freshman guard Raleigh Worcester, who averaged nine points a game. Oh, another guy going to Utah. Great. And then, luckily, 
Brock Miller, their sharp shooting shooting guard, is staying. He averaged 8.8 points a game. And Alfonso Anderson, who averaged 7 points a game, is transferring to the Pacific University. And it's a miracle. They have another freshman. Oh, wait, he's staying, actually. Steven Ashworth, 6 points a game, 2.6 assists. They're adding two Utah transfers in Norbert Thielson and Ryland Jones. Neither of them were extremely good, but they add former UMBC star guard RJ Idle Rock, who averaged three points a game, 4.9 rebounds, and 2.5 assists per game. So, thankfully, they're adding some key pieces, but they're, they should be screwed. Okay, well, that's honestly really annoying to see, especially since Utah State had that one team with Sam Merrill where it was absolutely dicing everyone up. Um, but, you know, you hate to see it. Yeah. For our number five spot, we have my personal favorite um, team in the conference. Uh, the UNLV Running Rebels keep their top five, uh, keep their top offensive option in Bryce Hamilton, who averaged 18 points, six boards, and three assists a night last season. Um, but unfortunately, they lose their three best scorers. They lose David Jenkins, a 15-point-per-game scorer, uh, and the team's best shooter to Utah. Uh, Caleb Girls with 99 goes to Iowa State, and Chekish Mbake Diong, who also put up 99, goes to UCF, which just really sucks for this team. But to replace those losses, they added a lot of big names from the transfer portal, including two players from Texas that I watched quite a lot last season in Royce Ham and Donovan Williams who are two athletic freaks and great defenders. One of the most sought-after recruits in the country at one point, Jordan McKay from West Virginia, who can be the team's floor general, and Victor Awukar from Oklahoma, who also provides athleticism and defense. And Donovan Williams and Jordan McCabe and Bryce Hamilton all mesh together well on offense next year. This team can be real during the conference. All right, we're going to move into my favorite team in the conference, and Nevada. And by the way, just going to our favorite, does that mean the team we have winning? Just the team that we're excited to watch. Yeah, Wolfpack returned. 73 or average 73.7 points a game and allowed just 69.7 and they return top 15 guard in the country Grant Sherfield who averaged 18 points a game and 6 assists last year along with returning Desmond Cambridge Jr. another high scorer for them with 16.3 points a game to go along with 4.5 rebounds a game they also bring back the big guns 7 footer Warren Johnson who averaged 10 points and 6 boards and nearly 3 quarters of a block a game so you have a seven-footer in a conference that's not necessarily known for those big guys besides Nemius Queta last year. So he should have a very big year last year. And they return all other key pieces besides Kane Milling, a 4.8-per-game scorer, and Zane Meeks, who transferred to San Francisco. But they add Addison Patterson, a former four-star out of high school, transferred to Nevada from, o- to, or, from Oregon to Nevada in late October. And he has three years of eligibility left after averaging – 4.6 points in 28 games. Nevada, UNLV have the one of the best rivalries in college basketball. And they play twice in February. And I'm excited to watch what they do. Yep. And moving into our top three, we have Boise State. Um, losing Derek Olson and Ray J. Dennis hurts. Uh, but Coach Rice still has five players back who average at least nine points per game in the 2020-21 season. Uh, the backcourt senior trio of Marcus Shaver, Emmanuel Akrat, and Divinara Dutrave is ready to pick up the slack. Um, and Shaver is the most dynamic scorer out of the bunch. He's aggressively attacking the basket and also leaves the Broncos with a 40% three-point field goal percentage. 
Akrab will also handle the ball more often after dishing out 2.6 assists. And Dutre came back to Boise State um, after transferring from Arizona um, as he started making a very big impact after the first semester because he was injured. Um, he showed his worth towards the end of the season as he tallied double-digit scoring in the team's in, the, in five out of the team's last six games. Uh, Max Dreis will again provide quality shooting off the bench. Uh, the front court returns both starters Abu Kajab, please tell me I said that right, and Maladin Armas. Uh, Kijab, a 6'7 senior, is a capable outside shooter and finished last season uh, second on the team with 12 points per game and 5.4 rebounds. And Armas is a big body in the paint. He finished the he led the team with eight rebounds per game and is a consistent interior scorer. Losing a leader like Alston is not a good thing, but Boise State has plenty of experience options ready to fill the void. Uh, that should lead the Broncos uh, another good season and maybe even a season where they have an NCAA tournament appearance. Ethan, tell All us right. about our number two team in the conference. All right, you have Colorado State, who lose zero people with the exception of P.J. Bird. And besides that, they return every single player. Isaiah Stevens, 15.3 points a game. Kendall Moore, 10.4 points a game. Adam Thistlewood, 9.1 points a game. David Roddy, 15.9 points a game. James Morris, 5.9 points a game. Deshaun Thomas, 5.2 points a game. John Tungy, 6.7 points a game. Isaiah Rivera, 2.6 points a game. Jacob Tennyson, 2 points a game. While also adding D2 star Chandler Jacobs, who averaged 20.8 points a game last year. This team's set to make a run for the tournament, and they really only have three or four teams that are going to be a ton of competition in this conference, with the number one being obviously San Diego State, which John will talk about right now. Thank you for that great segue, Ethan. At our number one spot, as Ethan already said, we have the San Diego State Aztecs. Uh, Trey Pulliam is going to be this team's point guard and leader next season. Pulliam averaged three and a half assists a night last night, but somewhat lacked in the scoring department. If he plans to do more scoring this season, Pulliam will need to be more consistent with his outside shot as he only shot 30% from the field on two attempts per game. Uh, 30% from the three-point line, sorry. Um, the hope is that he will not have to do much scoring and continues to have his teammates in solid defense, but Nathan Mensa will anchor the front court after averaging eight points per game and leading the Aztecs with six rebounds and one and a half blocks. Joshua Tumak, uh, Lamont Butler, Adam Sieko, Keshaw Johnson, and Cade Allier are all returning this season after averaging at least a dozen minutes per game. That group will get an opportunity to play larger roles this year, but they have to compete with a group of newcomers, which includes four Division One transfers. Matt Bradley is clearly the biggest name out of the group as the three-year starter at Cal averaged 18 points per game last year. Uh, Chad Baker proved to be a very dangerous shooter as well during this one season at Duquesne. And Tyro Diabate is an experienced forward who was a starter at Portland for the better part of three seasons. Last year, he averaged nine and a half points per game and five rebounds. Uh, Jadon Lee started his collegiate career at Ohio State. Now has been a role player for TCU for the last two seasons, and he also joins the team. With their, with their success in the transfer market, returners, San Diego State certainly has the talent to return to the NCAA tournament. Those pieces will have to come together quickly as they should get more competition from the MWC foes in 2022 or 2021-2022 uh, as they have had in the last couple of years. As for our awards in the Mountain West Conference, MVP goes to Ethan's butt buddy, Grant Sherfield from Nevada. Uh, this guy is going to be probably the most talented scorer in the conference on very high efficiency. 
and will certainly lead this Nevada team to at least a top four finish. Our defensive player of the year, as we just went over, Nathan Mensa. He led the team in rebounds and blocks last season. We'll most certainly continue to do that again as he will take up a much bigger role in the front court. And our coach of the year is Brian Ducher at also San Diego State. Uh, coach Ducher is doing a great job leading this team consistently to top spots in the Mountain West Conference and will continue to do so again this year. All right. Next up uh, for our one out of two, for our second out of two conferences, we have the Atlantic 10 Conference. Uh, this is a conference where they have plenty of teams that can all contend for the NCAA tournament, along with teams uh, that can also go deep in the NCAA tournament. So, starting us off will be me. We have the Fordham Rams. Fordham Rams, right, Ethan? Yep. All right. Uh, Fordham has a new coach, Kyle Neptune, this year, who comes as an assistant from Villanova, hoping to change the culture for the Rams. Uh, Jalen Cobb returns after averaging 12 points per game and DJ Gordon from Penn state likely be shining a start for this team. But I'm being completely honest, Fordham's going to continue to be a bottom feeder. Uh, we don't really see them moving up much and we can see this team still rebuilding. Ethan, talk about the South. All right. So you're returning four out of five of your top scores. One, I'm not sure if that's a good thing. No score on this team last year averaged double digits. It's not a good team. LaSalle, like, while they do have Taze Moore coming in, it's just not looking the best for them. You know what I mean? They're going to be screwed. That That's the best way I can put it. LaSalle and Fordham are going to be competing for second to last. Yep. Um, next up, we have George Mason. Uh, this will not be like the year they went to the Final Four once again uh, as they lost four of the top five starters. Um, Jamal Hartwell and Xavier Johnson return to the team with a slew of new players, including Devontae Gaines from Tennessee. Uh, the Patriots will hang near the bottom of the Atlantic 10 Conference as they most likely won't improve on their atrocious defense. That's about it. Even talk about Duquesne. All right. Duquesne returns Toby Okani, their team leading scorer, and seven new players will enter the program with Kevin Eastley from TCU as the biggest guy, and he is going to be competing for the team's leading scorer. Speaking of competing, they're not going to compete this year, and they will be a bottom five team in this conference, guaranteed. Um, one thing to quickly mention is that um, this is a very top-heavy conference, if you couldn't tell already, so just bear with us through these bottom few teams. Uh, next up in our number 10 spot is UMass. Losing Trey Mitchell is a bit of a program buster, frankly. Um, he was his team's future, but now that he is a <laughs> Longhorn, uh, this team is going to need to get rebound, uh, rebuild. Uh, they'll be doing that next season around guys like Noah Fernandez, TJ Weeks, and Javon Garcia. These guys are all young, talented scorers and will put up num- good numbers uh, for years to come if they stay. Pretty guy they stay. Um, Coach Matt McCall uh, also got some transfers with Rich Kelly out of Boston College and Trent Buttrick out of Penn State. But for the most part, due to losing Trent Mitchell, this team won't be going anywhere, and they'll continue to rebuild around the guys like Fernandez, Weeks, and Garcia. Ethan, talk about George Washington. Well, the Colonials relied very heavily on the transfer portal. They added Ira Lee from Arizona. They added Brendan Adams from UConn and Joe Missile from Virginia Tech. Although they do return James Bishop's 19 points a game and Ricky Lindo's 11.4, the rest of this team is... I don't want to call them pathetic, but I want to say that if I was a solid foot taller, I would be the starting center on this team. <laughs> Uh, well, if you're a, if you're a solid foot tardy, you'd be like five feet tall. So it doesn't really matter. Anyways, um, 
Next up, we have Rhode Island. Uh, with Fats Russell leaving, this team is going to have a giant hole to fill in their offense, and it looks like they'll have a big three of Jeremy Shepard, Mikhail Mitchell, and Anton Walker to fill that role. Shepard averaged 12 on good efficiency, while Mitchell and Walker each put in 90 game last season. For this offense to work, Mitchell will drastically need to improve his efficiency as he shot like 45% from the free throw line, didn't take any threes, and shot around 30% from the field. It was atrocious. Walker and Shepard will continue to have their good efficiency as they have an increased amount of shot attempts. This team also has incoming transfer Ishmael El Amen, who put up 16 tonight in the MAC at Ball State last season. Um, and these four can cause some havoc on offense, maybe not defense, but we'll try to improve Rhode Island standings in the A10 next season. All right. St. Joseph's. St. Joe's. All right. The Hawks have incredible news. Jordan Hall did not transfer. He took Hallelujah. Praise Hall. Jesus. Yep, so a good player stayed with his team. All right, Taylor Funk and him are going to be a solid duo who will average probably close to 40-ish points a game between the two of them if Taylor Funk can take that big step. And then you also have Vanderbilt transfer, transfer Alike Obina with Jack Forrest, Demir Bishop, and Cameron Brown all hopefully going to take that step. So St. Joe's is building for the future, but Jordan Hall is going to be gone soon. So they're going to have to figure out how to replace that loss next year or in two years. All right, number six, we have the Dayton Flyers. Losing Jalen Crutcher and E.B. Watson is really going to leave a mark on this team as they were two of the best guards, not only in the conference, but in the country. Um, but they still have enough pieces to have a decent year this year. Uh, Chase Johnson and Mustafa Emzil are going to have a lethal front court. Uh, between the two, Johnson got 12 a night last year, and Anzo got 10. Uh, with Crutcher and Watson leaving, they receive a lot more shots and overall a much larger role in the offense. As for the front court, it's um, how do I say this? Uh, as Ethan said, I could start on this front court. <laughs> um, their options are going to be senior Eli Weaver, who averaged five a game last season, and Kobe Brea, a rising sophomore who averaged three points per game last season. Uh, teams will try to take advantage of this team's lackluster backcourt, and hopefully it won't be too much because I'm really excited to see this team because they're always a really fun team to watch. Ethan, talk about Davidson. All right, this team's come a long way since Steph Curry. But with Kellen Grady leaving to Kentucky, you know, the transfer portal and all that, and Foster Lawyer transferring to them from Michigan State, he's going to have to just say, you know, I'm the new guy here, and I got to take at least half his points because otherwise y'all are screwed. You know, Michael Jones and Grant Huffman, who are coming back, and they're going to have to take the next step and average close, if not double digits, yeah, every game, along with a couple rebounds and a couple assists for both of them. It's going to, this team's a long way from a tournament lock, but they could definitely put up numbers this year. All right, for our number four team in the country, we have the St. Louis Billikens. Uh, they like to rebound around an extremely disappointing season last season, um, and keeping their top player in Javante Perkins, who averaged 17 a night on great efficiency, helps a lot. They lose to Son French and Jordan Goodwin to graduation, but they keep Gibson Jimerson, who averaged 80 a game last season, along with Martin Lenson, Fred Thatch Jr., and Gary Collins, who all averaged five per game last season. They added transfer forward Jordan Nesbitt, who was a freshman of Memphis last season, this team is going to be very reliant on Javon Perkins' offense. If he doesn't do that well, this team could fall lower in the rankings and have a rough year. But in the event that he explodes, there's a chance we could honestly see this team in the tournament. All right. Moving to number three, the VCU Rams. We have Coach Mike Rhodes bringing back, oh, wait, nope, to the NBA, Bones Highland. 
and congrats to Bones. He's doing incredible things, one of the best defenders. But they are bringing back enough scoring and adding significant transfers, just like Marcus Tashonis from Washington and Ace Baldwin, who had an Achilles injury. He's going to be back, hopefully towards the end of the season. And Vince Williams is back. So it's going to be an interesting year, but Watkins is going to have to take a, a step this year, and we'll see what happens with that. All right, our number two spot. Moving into teams that we can see making a big difference in the tournament, we have the Richmond Spiders. The return of Nick Sherrod will help replace this team's scoring loss with the departure of their best player last season, Blake Francis. Sherrod averaged 12.5 points per game and 5.2 rebounds two years ago before missing last season with an ACL injury. He should be, again, one of the best players in the A-10. Um, next up is Jacob Gilliard, who knows a thing or two about game three-pointers. Uh, the point guard hit... 48 last season in just 23 games to go along with his 12.3 points and five assists. Um, But in particular, it is this three and a half steals per game. I think that's leading the country. That really stands out. Uh, Tyler Burton is another guy on this team who can shoot the ball. The 6'7 junior also led the team in rebounds last season as he pitched in 12 points per game and 1.1 steals. Um, Grant Golden is a big man who eats up space in the paint for this team. The 6'10", 255-pounder is a team's top recurring score at 12.7 points per game and he also also added six rebounds per game last year last year coach mooney relied very heavily on the starters essentially just running a six-man rotation um that could be the case this time around but there is a lot more depth on this team connor crouchy and andre gustafson will also join malcolm dread and J- jason nelson who are three stars uh to give this team plenty of options on the perimeter and forwards matt grace and salamne kusi Oh, I, I really don't know how to pronounce stuff. Um, our seniors who played well in all 23 games last season. The Atlanta 10 is going to be a tough year this year, but if Richmond can stay healthy and stay scrappy on defense, they have the potential to be in the mix right for a good run in the NCAA tournament. Ethan, tell us about our number one team in the conference and potentially one of the best teams in the country, St. Bonaventure. All right, so personally, I think Bonaventure could be as high as a five seed this year. That's obviously if they completely sweep their conference play, which is very possible because they are loaded. All five starters returned this year from the conference championship team a year ago. You have Kyle Lofton returning 24.4 points a game and over five assists a game. You have Osun Osuni, who's going to be that big man, 6'10". You have Holes, Attaway, and Welch, who are all coming back, and collectively they bring 37 points a game back to Bonaventure, which obviously it will probably go up a little bit because of development and such. Also, you have Coach Mark Schmidt, who adds Kareem Kublai, a 6'8 forward who started at Pitt last year. This incredible team is going to have a long road ahead of them, but they are the favorites to win, and as long as they can make it to that 11 seed playing game, they'll be fine. I won't be surprised if there are two 8 10 teams that make it this year. Our MVP, Kyle Lofton, St. Bonaventure, averaged 24 points again last year. He's going to do it again. East. Then you also have Hassan Ward from BCU, one of the better defensive players. And then you have Coach Mark Schmidt, St. Bonaventure's coach. Not to mention, um, BCU has a tradition of having excellent defense and Hassan Ward, uh, sorry, excellent defense at the guard position. 
Uh, let me know. Hassan Ward is going to change that for the big man position too. This guy's going to be a beast in the paint. Just wanted to add that in. See him play a lot. Yep. And that's it for the A10, John. You want to close this out? That's it for the A10. That's it for the Mountain West episode. Thank you guys for listening. It's a really fun episode to record. We even put a lot of hard work into this. Uh, if you liked what you saw and you're still here, please check out our Twitter and Instagram. Again, our Twitter is at ATRMadness and our Instagram is at underscore creating madness. Please check us out and DM us if you want to be in the Instagram group chat. Uh, really fun. It's popping off right now as we get closer to college basketball season. Me and Ethan are in there every single day along with college basketball fans from around the country. Um, that's about it. So, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, and have a great weekend.